Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we'll be talking about fault detection versus data analytics. I'm joined today by Tyson Suter, the Global Business Development Manager for Digitalization at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Tyson, thank you for joining us. Thanks, John. What's the difference between fault detection and data analytics? Yeah, so fault detection we've seen you know, for a very long time now. It, it looks at point-in-time data. So I, what, I, what I mean by this is if something happens and something goes wrong, alarm. Tell me exactly at that moment. Okay, this, this, this happened. This isn't what we expect. Send off a flag saying good or bad. So we know what we expect. We check to see if we see it or not. And if we don't, all the alarms go off. Yeah, exactly. Like we, someone swiped their card and the door's supposed to open because they have access. If that doesn't happen, that's an alarm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they swipe the card. And they're not supposed to go through that door. It's very simple stuff all the way down to, you know, expected temperatures versus um, expected movement of people or very, very much binary on off, yes or no. So we preset our expectations. We preset what we would like to see and a, and a sequence of, of events. And if those events don't correlate specifically with what we've defined, we have a fault. Exactly. And very valuable as well. We don't want to underplay how important it is to to measure expected values and, and see the results. This is this, you know, a significant portion of how we run our buildings. Mm-hmm. So I think analytics and, and, and bringing the two subjects together is saying, okay, fault detection is important, very valuable. We need to do it. We need to do it in a smart way. Analytics is how can I look at large portions of time or data and say, could this be better? Is this performance as expected? Is it regressing? from what we expect to see. Is there a drift from the normal? Can we predict what should happen? And can then we say, oh, we could do better here. So not looking at one specific point in time, but mm. actually looking at the history and understanding how often something happens or what regular interval is causing this, which might lead you to more information. Exactly. So you know, predicting uh, something that's really valuable is pressure leakage. Saying, oh, okay, that's, we expect a certain performance in these conditions. Well, with a bit of data and a bit of analysis on past performance, we can know what to expect to see in certain conditions. If it's certain temperature outside and a certain uh, uh, heat volume within a building, we, we can say, okay, we expect it to perform this way. With a huge amount of data, we can say, great, we know what to expect. It's not doing that anymore. That's an issue. Let's go there before it's 50% uh, failed. Let's go at 99% when it starts losing that kind of very valuable refrigerant. Yeah, right. So, so having a better idea of understanding what happens leading up to a fault occurring so that you might be able to catch or prevent that fault completely. Exactly. And when you bring the two things together, it kind of really enables to run a building efficiently. But we've talked about this in the past, but if you can combine those two really valuable methods and then prioritise what's important, that's where the true value comes from, making sure that you hold people accountable and, and close issues off so we can get value in our buildings. Analytics is really nice to have, but if your building isn't running effectively at all, well, you need to stick with fault detection. Make sure you can get it to a, like a baseline and then look for the improvements. Right, so you need to get to a level you don't have so many faults that it's impossible to see. Like we would say you, you can't see the, the trees for the forest exactly. or the forest for the trees. <laughs> uh, so you have to have an operating building uh, within a certain uh, reasonable response so that you can then start to apply a, a more 
considered approach. Yeah, and the, the, if we don't have any data prior to connecting, that's going to be the worst day. So we do need to create uh, a data set to be able to analyze, like, what is good? You know, we have other buildings and other equipment, but there's many variables in every building, so the most valuable data we can have is from, from your site. So when we connect up and say, this is day one, we're not going to be able to predict expected performance for this piece of equipment, but you know, a few months in, we're going to be able to do that. You mentioned before as well responsibility. So you, you have people operating a building. There's always a, a human element, not only to bring their expertise, but also on a day-to-day basis, they have to continue to continually operate and, and monitor. And when we see faults happen you know, in, in a certain point in time, often it's the responsibility of one of these people to acknowledge mm. or something like this. Does data analytics give us the power to expand our view beyond acknowledging a single fault? Yeah, so there's also root cause analysis where you can get rid of duplicate alarms, but also just smarter ways to look at the alarm data and say, like, we don't need to acknowledge everything because that doesn't solve any problems. But what we can do is say, well, we know this is significantly causing us large issues. These are our critical alarms. Solve them straight away. But here's the big cost items. It's either going to be a big risk in um, tenant comfort or maybe it's going to be, be a risk in energy or performance. Asset damage or something else. Exactly. We can say, great, let's just prioritize these first. And this stuff down here, not that important. Because there's a lot of alarms that, you know, yeah, it's not working perfectly. But in reality, let's, let's worry about that later. Let's focus on the big, big ticket so items. And that's what you can do with a smart system. You can bring all these things together, put it in the hands of experts and say, great, this is important to us. Here's the potential savings. Here's what we need to do to fix it. Let's get the right people there to do it. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for not just listening to this episode, but to all the episodes throughout 2020. It's been a crazy year, but we very much enjoyed from this perspective, bringing you so many exciting topics and so much knowledge from our exciting experts. This is the last episode we're releasing in 2020. So we'll see you early in 2021 with a lot more new episodes, with new topics, new experts, and a lot more conversations around this exciting industry that we work in. Be safe and secure, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.